0: You may be seated. Did you guys bring your Bibles? Get your Bibles out? <laughs> Amen. Uh, I heard, uh, I think um, Bill Johnson says this. He says, the only book that you can read and the author actually shows up. Isn't that great? We can read this word and the author shows up and is, is with us um let's see here I need everybody to get a piece of paper can you help with that just everybody just needs to grab a piece of paper and if you need a pen there's pens at the back door we're going to have a little call to action at the end here the Lord spoke to me Sunday and I thought it was going to be for Sunday morning and and it wasn't so I was just asking the Lord about it and then um Pastor asked me to step in for him tonight, and I'm like, okay. So I was just praying, asking the Lord, you know, what he had. He's like, that 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 I told you, I want you to share that. I'm like, okay. So either somebody in here needs to hear what the Lord told me. I mean, it was for me. I receive it for myself, or it's somebody out there that's listening, or it's going to be listening somewhere down the road. Um, But what the Lord, the very first thing he told me is he said, "Um, I want, it's so simple, He said, I want my people to know how much I love them. And I'm like, well, Lord, I think, you know, that's pretty like, isn't that like foundational? He's like, but they don't. They don't believe how much I love them. He said, if they believed how much I love them, they would be operating in that love. Because Romans 5.5 says that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by his spirit. And so if that love is already shed abroad, he said he did it. We're not waiting for it to happen. It happened when you received Jesus. You were translated from the power of darkness into the kingdom of the son of his love. So now you are in a different kingdom. And so we look at the world and the world is terrible. But it doesn't belong to God. It still is in the enemy's hands, right? But God sent Jesus so that we could be translated from this power of darkness into the kingdom of the son of his love. And so when we're translated into the kingdom of the son of his love, then we are walking in a different kingdom. And the Lord says, I want my people to have a revelation of my love. Because when you have a revelation of how much he loves you, see my, What he wanted me to tell you is like, he's not disappointed. He's not disappointed in you today. It doesn't matter what you did. He's not disappointed in you. He's not mad. God's not mad. God is in love with you. He gave the greatest gift so that he could redeem you from that power. And now that you're in his kingdom, he's in love with you. He is so ravenously in love with you. He is overcome with love for you. But when we, it's, in our, it's here, it's in our soul. And we can't comprehend it because we're not like that. We don't love unconditionally. Therefore, we think that God doesn't love unconditionally. We think there's conditions to his love. Well, I'm, I'm letting you know, I'm opening the door wide open. There's no conditions to God's love. He said in the beginning, if you look at uh, Jeremiah 31.3, let's just go there. I don't think I saved it. Jeremiah, the, one of the big prophets. There's so much good in Jeremiah, so many really great things. Do you know Jeremiah 29.11? But this one, uh, let's see here. Yeah, 31.3. Sorry. The Lord has appeared of old. So this is Old Testament. This is Old Covenant. And remember what I shared out of Hebrews 6, and it says that Jesus is a mediator of a better covenant. So if this is the Old Covenant, and he says this, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. That's what, that's what the Lord's doing right now. He's, he's drawing his people, and he's saying, I need you. I love you, and I've created you for a purpose, and I need you to share the good news. That's why Jesus went back. He's like, I'm going to send you someone. He's going to be the helper, and he's going to fill you, and then you're going to be able to go out and be my witnesses. And if we all grabbed a hold of this revelation, we could change everything, and we could go to heaven with Jesus. But everyone has to know that he's good. And the only way that they're going to know that is if we tell them. He's a good God, and he loves you. We have good news. God loved you so much that he gave his son, right? It's simple. So a lot of times the things that happen, that come and get in the way is our cares, right? We get, we get uh, distracted. We have cares. We have burdens. We have weight. And I almost brought a backpack with a bunch of rocks in it, but I just didn't think my body could handle it today. It's just like I'm not going to be walking around the backpack showing you how the weight that we carry. Like it's, but it is, we carry weight, don't we? First um, Peter 5-7, you all know it. I know I'm talking to all the scholars tonight, but I'm just going to do this for everybody. Uh, 1 Peter 5-7 says, cast all your cares upon him. Say All. So sometimes we think, well, we don't want to bother God with that. It's not that big a deal. It's not that big a deal. Like, I'm not going to bother God with that little care. Cast all your care upon him. So I give you a white piece of paper. Totally blank. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to take our cares. So as as something comes to you or someone comes to you, we're going to give God everyone, and we're going to give him everything tonight. We're going to create an altar here. We're going we're to we're we're come to the altar tonight. We're going to come to the altar, and we're going to bring that. We're going to bring that paper, fold it up. No one's going to look at it. It's totally confidential. It's between you and God. We're going to bring all of our cares. We're going to cast them. We're going to be- come before Jesus, and then we're going to worship him. And this is going to be your place of remembrance. When that thing comes up again, you're going to be able to say, no, on March 29th. I left that at the altar. But we have to trust. Okay, so my, the, I think the title of my message is confidence and assurance. Is that right? Or persuaded. Uh, this was the scripture that came to me the first thing this morning. I'm persuaded. 2 Timothy 1.12. I'm persuaded that he is able to keep all. Say all. To keep all that I have committed to him until that day. What is that day? The day that he comes back, I am persuaded. I am firm. I'm steadfast. I believe it. I'm persuaded that he is able to keep all that I have committed to him until this day. Well, if you haven't committed anything to him, how can he keep it? You can't. You're holding it. You're keeping it. But I'm persuaded that when you give it to him right here, And then when it comes again, when that care or the concern, the worry, the anxiety, the person, whoever it is, you can say with confidence, my God is taking care of that for me. Philippians 1.6, I'm confident, confident of this one thing, that he who began a good work in me will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. I'm confident, confident. But if you're not confident, it's like, oh, God, where are you? Did you forget about me? Did you stop working on me? That's a lie. You have to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, to his word, and what his word says. You go back here and say, oh, no, I'm confident of this very thing. He who began a good work in me will complete it. It's going to bring it to a full completion. You can trust him. And that brings me to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. You know it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not your own understanding, but in all, say all, there's that word again, all your ways, acknowledge him. So that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to acknowledge him. We're going to worship him. We're going to magnify him. And then he's going to, he never, when we give to him, he always gives back to you more. He never leaves you empty. When you're going to come up here and you're going to give him all this, he's not going to leave you empty. He's going to fill you back up with what you need to go forward with what you give him. Confidence, assurance that he's got you. Um, Luke 12, 25, and 26. Uh, let's just go there. I think I'll read that in the Passion Translation. Luke 12. I read it in every different uh, book. John's my favorite. Okay, here we go. I'm sorry, you guys are probably all on your phones. I like to use my, I like to use the white pages and read it in red, right? 12, 25. Me? Except when the pages, stick together. Okay, this is Jesus talking to us. Does worry add anything to your life? Can any of you? Does worry add anything to your life? Can it add one more year? can it even add a day so if worrying adds nothing but actually subtracts from your life why would you worry about god's care for you look at the flowers he goes on look at the look at think about the lilies they grow and become beautiful not because they work hard or strive to clothe themselves yet not even solomon wearing his kingly garments of splendor could be compared to a field of lilies if god can clothe the fields and meadows with grass and flowers can't he clothe you as well I was struggling one with so many doubts. Now, remember, these guys didn't have the New Testament. They, they all went with the, off the Old Covenant, right? And so he's looking back at what the children of Israel, remember? They walked 40 days in the desert, round and round and round. And guess what happened? Their clothes didn't wear out. No one was sick or frail amongst them. Their shoes didn't wear out because God was taking care of them. God was before them, and behind them, and around them. He took care of them that whole time for 40 years in their disobedience. God loved them so much. Even in their disobedience, he's taking care of them. He fed them every day and gave them extra on the weekend. That's how he is, right? He's just generous like that. He cares. Even in your disobedience, God loves you. He's never changing his mind about you. He told me that. He's like, I'm never changing my mind about you. What I've called you to do... I've called you to do it. It is written. I've already written all the days before there was even one of them, and you will fulfill all of them. How about that? He's written all of your days. There's books written about you that you're going to fulfill for him. Isn't that amazing? So awesome. So one of, the, one of the things I know that's really hard to let go of is um, people. Amen? Amen? Children, grandchildren, people, mean people, rude people, ugly people. Was it Ivan always says that? What's the word he uses? Um, I don't remember. Anyway, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, it's just hard sometimes. And I just heard a, a, a phrase that I want you to grab hold of. It's called benevolent detachment. It's lovingly letting go of someone. So that you have more room for compassion and love. Because God is going to take care of everything, you guys. He's going to take care of everything and everyone. He promises he will. And that's the one thing we know about him is he's a just God. But fortunately, we can live in the new covenant with better promises, with grace. Amen? Don't we all need grace and mercy? I'm so grateful we don't live in the old covenant. I was just talking to my son about this yesterday. It's like, praise God, we don't live in the old covenant where the just of, the justice of God came rumbling down on everyone, right? There was no dividing lines like you touch my people, bam. He just took care of it, right? It just gives room uh, for Jesus to come in and make his home and to be able to abide in him. So one of the things, especially if you've been in church for a really long time, like I have and most of you have, is that we get uh, complacent and same old, same old, four songs of ministry, prayer, and then we go home. But I know that God is really moving in his people, in their hearts, to be radical to make a difference in the world, because it ain't over. (laughs) It ain't over. There's still more stuff to come. There's still, I mean, you know, the devil's never giving up. He knows that his time's limited. He knows that he's going to hell forever and ever, and he's going to do everything he can to trip us up, to try to get us off course, to try to get us complacent and, uh, focused on other things and worried and fretting and anxious and and all of these things that are going on. It's just like, no. Looking to Jesus, Hebrews 12, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, right? Because he's the one we're serving. He's the one that we're going to spend eternity with. So he's the one we need to be focusing on and listening for. All the other voices need to shut up and how do we know his voice? Well, it sounds like this. And it has peace. So Philippians 4.6 says, which you guys know it as well, be anxious for nothing. But I'm going to read it in a different translation. Ephesians. And then this one scripture in Ephesians that I just read today just like went off in my spirit. Ephesians, Philippians. I just want to read it out of the Passion. Don't be pulled. This is uh, Philippians 4, 6. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Don't be worried about a thing. So we need to hear that every single day, don't we? Like multiple times a day. Just don't worry about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faithful requests before God with overwhelming gratitude. So why are we giving him gratitude when we're giving him all of this Because we know he's going to answer, because we're going to our Father. Tell him every detail of your life, then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So he's even going to give you the answers, and the answers come in peace. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on that all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. If we spent all of our time, every time a, a worrisome thought or anxious thought or anything, and we started thinking, I mean, this, is, this will fill up your brain right here. Think on things that are authentic and real. Is that real? Like you're watching something or you're hearing something. It's like, is that really real? Or am I believing a lie? Honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. Like if we just fix our minds on those things, of course we're going to have peace. Of course we're going to have peace because we're fixing our mind on the things that are that God has given us. Amen. Let's see. Oh, that I have to just share that one scripture in uh, Ephesians real quick. So this is the prayer that uh, Paul prayed over the Ephesians, and, this, and it's in the uh, Passion Translation. And he prays to them, he says, I pray that God would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory. This is just so rich, y'all. This is just so, I don't know, it's deep. I can't even wrap my brain around it. He would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Explosive power. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you, in your spirit, and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. His love, his love is going to be on the inside of you and the source and root of your life. (laughs) That's just so powerful. Isn't that so awesome? I received that. Don't you receive that? He prayed that for us. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences, the great magnitude and the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. And that's what God wants for us tonight. He wants an overflowing abundance of love to flow out of us so that when we go out into the marketplaces and we go to the highways and the byways, we are just oozing. Our cup's overflowing because we're full. It's overflowing into every person that we come in contact with so that we're not having to defend ourselves. We're not having to protect ourselves because he's our protector right? He's our defender. He's the one who's going to watch over us. He's already gone before us. He says so in his word. I've gone before you and behind you. I'm beneath you. He says, I'm going to head you behind and before I lay my hand upon you. And not only that, I'm going to give my angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. There's that word again, all, all your ways. So tonight, I don't know if you've written anything down on your paper. I hope you've written down at least one thing. I want us to worship. We're going to sing two songs. And I want to worship the Lord. And what I want you to do is when you feel ready, like, and you've gotten rid of all the distractions, like, if you're distracted right now with other things, it's okay. I want you to write it down. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me. I'm going to teach you. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. So I want you to come. We're going to start worshiping. And when you're, uh, when you're ready, I want you to come to the altar I want you to take your paper, fold it up, however many times you want to, and you're going to lay it here on the altar. You can worship at the altar. This altar is open, hallelujah, or you can go back to your chair, or you can go home, but I'm going to close this out in prayer after the, the last song, but let's just sing it through a few times, and even that last one we just sang was so amazing. Let's We're just going to uh, worship. Amen? Does that sound good? Praise the Lord. All right. I have my paper, too. Praise the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you guys for participating. Go in the presence and the power of the Lord. Go in his love and let him love you. Amen. That was awesome, you guys.